All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Golf Guide Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by not one, but two exceptional companies. The first, of course, being Suave Golf. You can visit suavegolf.com to find the suaviest golf gear imaginable. Uh, you know, anything from polos to crew necks, hats. You know, it just if you want to look suave and feel suave when you're out on the golf course, go to suavegolf.com. Check out the store. And oh, by the way, we also coordinate fantastic golf sabbaticals, including our Bannon Spring Jamboree, St. Patty's Day weekend 2022. We have 11 spots left. If you want to come with me and arrest and, and, and just a bunch of very suave and vibey individuals, go sign up for the Bannon Spring Jamboree at suavegolf.com. And we are also sponsored by Hot Drops. That's right. You want to put a little yeet in your pop? Visit hotdropsauce.com for the finest, finest small batch hot sauce any human can buy. It is made right here in Santa Rosa, California, and it is exceptional. The ownership team is phenomenal. You will not find a better hot sauce out there. Visit hotdropsauce.com. Get your hot sauce fixed today. And with that, let's get into what is always my favorite podcast every year, our Bannon Dunes trip recap. My buddies Andy and Mark are here, so let's not waste any more time and get to it with another episode of the Golf Guide Podcast. Well, goddamn. Favorite podcast of the year, once again, and I don't know, uh, first of all, everybody, welcome. I am here with my friends Andy Ferdig, Mark Tappanis, yours truly, for another Bannon Dunes recap podcast. Gentlemen, what Bannon recap is this for the three of us? At least three, right? I think three. Maybe four? It could be two, but we had the uh, Orange County, uh, top ten courses in Orange County, public courses in Orange County. I was actually thinking about that podcast because I remember I was recording that from Korea, and I remember it was like all the all the times were super super wonky, and you, you guys were like, "Where the fuck are you?" And I was like, "I'm on my honeymoon. What, 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 what can I do? What can I say?" But uh, no, anyway, yeah, this is uh, God. It's just so great to be with you guys. I'm kind of shocked that we're all in such high spirits, considering this is usually that two week kind of post band and blues period where. Everybody's still kind of a little bummed out and to the point where it's kind of best not to talk about Bandon because it's still just a little too fresh. But I feel like we're generally in pretty good spirits right now. Generally. Uh, but <laughs> I, we, could be in, we could be in better spirits. We, we could be back in Bandon for like another week. I think, yeah, I think the Woodward Wood Reserve also helps. But I also think that like, I mean, I told Andy, I was more excited about this Bandon trip than any other Bandon trip because of my torn Achilles injury. So... I'm also still on a high that I was able to even go out there and play. But, of course, oh, yeah, you'd love to have another week out there. Oh. So, I, yeah, first off, we can't really bury the lead. We, we, I feel like we got to address this right off, the t- right off the top. So, Mark, you by, – by the way, I think I kept on giving people inaccurate information about your injury because I wanted to make it sound as just unbelievably <laughs> ruthless as possible. So I kept telling everybody that you completely ruptured your Achilles. I, didn't, I, didn't, I, I never used the word tour. I always said that you ruptured it. Right. Was, was I accurate? No. Okay, great. No, yeah, rupture. Yes. <laughs> okay. It exploded. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 it imploded, dude. 
smoke was coming out of the back of his ankle, man. It just hit. Are you familiar? Are you familiar with Chernobyl? Kyle? Yes, yes. That happened in my leg. <laughs> so wait, so Marky, we're so for everybody listening, we go on this annual Band and Dunes trip. Everybody leaves the day after Thanksgiving on the Friday of Thanksgiving week. You tore your Achilles when? I tore my Achilles September 14th and got surgery on it September 23rd. Fuck. And the first thought that went through my mind as soon as it tore, ruptured, sorry. Why, yeah, yeah, yeah. Said, yeah, get, get it straight, dude. Second, it, it, it ruptured uh, was, oh my God, Bandit and Dunes was going to happen in a couple months from here. So I, I know we, we had many conversations, you know, leading up to Bannon, some of them very emotional, you know, the, the, the thought of you not making it on the boys yeah. trip of all boys trips, uh, you know, was, was something that was weighing quite heavily, not just on you, but on me as well. I mean, you, the oh. two of you, you guys are, you, you guys are foundational pieces of, of, of this trip that we go on every year. And, um, you know, I'm so excited that we were able to pull it off. I, I think I got to share with everybody kind of what was going on where I was going back and forth with Bannon seeing if it was possible to get you a cart. And they're kind of sending like, ah, I don't know if he's really going to be able to. They send me the rules. They say, sorry, only people with permanent disabilities are actually qualified for carts. And then, you know, I share this information with you and we're both thinking like, oh shit, like this is not good. This is terrible news. And then I finally like, you know what? I'm just going to call the guy in charge of it. Hope that he picks up. He's one of the head golf professionals at one of the courses, right? Or no, I think he's the assistant golf professional at one of the courses abandoned. And it's in his email signature, but he doesn't give like, you know, a contact number. It's just like, yeah. he just hasn't listened in his signature. So yes. I call that specific course. I'm like, hey, can you please put me through to the old McDonald Pro Shop? I call, I ask for the guy by name. They transfer me over to him. I'm like, hey, so I've been trading emails with you about like, you know, carts and stuff. I guess like, oh yeah, that's me. Yeah. Um, and I was like, hey, so look, my buddy, I'm just going to be honest with you. He does not have a permanent disability as far as we know. All right, we're we're, hope, we're we're hoping it's not permanent. We're, we're assuming that it's depending not permanent. On, yeah, depending on yeah, of permanent and disability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, 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 we're assuming it's not permanent. That being said, he would love to come. He's planning on. I, I think this might have helped. I was like, he's planning on coming, whether he gets the cart or not. And if he doesn't get the cart, he's just going to sit around the room and like the lodge and get shit faced all day. So I mean, it would be really great if he could at least try to play golf. And he's like, yeah, what's his injury again? And I told him, oh, well, dude, his, his Achilles, like, an atomic sure. bomb went off in the back of his ankle, yeah. dude. Like, you know, like, whatever happened to him made Kevin Durant look like he was just, like, going <laughs> for, like, a peaceful stroll in the park. Like, oh, it's, yeah. And yep. Yep. he just, he starts, yep. he's like, well, in November, we don't really have that many cart requests. And that's usually, we have that rule in place. So there's so many requests during the summertime that that's the only way that we can thin, you know, the request to the point where we, because we only have so many carts. It's like, at that time yeah. of year... We don't have that many requests. I think we could figure out. And honestly, I'm so curious to see what it looks like for somebody to play these golf courses with a ruptured Achilles. Like, I'm going to give you the cart just so I can see what happens. And I was like, sick. Okay, let's go. And so we got it all down. And I have to admit, none of us have ever had a cart at Bandon Dunes. Almost anybody listening to this podcast has never had a cart at Bandon Dunes. Oh. And I don't know if it was just because of your caddy or what was going on, but am yeah. I the only one that was kept looking at you while you know we were playing? I mean, like, is he having more fun than anybody right now? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, so I will, I will say, so I will, I'll give everyone the deets on on the carts at Bandon. So yes, we were very, very nervous because it said it's a very narrow exception. Like, literally, use the words narrow exception to get a cart. So I'm like, oh, we're never gonna get this cart. 
So definitely a bummer. You're already going through all the psychological things of recovering from a surgery and trying to get back up and running. But literally, like, this is year seven of Bandon, and I can tell you that the the joy and just looking forward to it never goes away. So anyone who hasn't been on a trip before, literally, even after seven years, you still look forward to it even more. And and when we found out, it was just absolutely heartbreaking. Uh, but when Kyle sent me the amazing email that said we got it, I, I couldn't have been more stoked. And it was great because I hadn't played golf in three months. I obviously couldn't play golf in a hard cast. So I was just getting to the point where I could play in a boot. So I couldn't have been way more excited for, for this. That being said, and I'm going to get it early out in the pod, everyone was like, my God, Mark, you look like you had the greatest time. You and Tony, which we'll touch on that much later, uh, had looked like you guys were vibing and you guys were listening to freaking music and it looked it was kind of rainy. So like you were covered. I can say without a shadow of a doubt, if anyone's listening going, oh my God, I want to get a card. I'm going to make up an injury. I can say if you can walk, absolutely still walk. Because yes, the cart was incredible, but God, I missed out on all the beauty of Bandon. That is like, you'll be driving, you know, you're walking and you notice little things, but when you're in a cart, you're kind of just like flying by and you're talking to your caddy. And so I will say the walking experience, nothing beats it. Nothing beats it. It's kind of like being on the highway as opposed to like walk, you know, driving through like, you know, the main street of downtown, right? It's like, you're still getting to where you need to go. It's just the, the sites aren't quite the same. Well, and I think what was cool in the in the round that we played together, and I, I know you're going to gush about Tony for oh! several hours. We might have to make this like five oh! parts with three parts being specifically about Tony. Uh, but he did a really good job of like allowing the banter between each member of the group. Like we would be in a conversation on the tee box and Tony would kind of like cruise the cart alongside as like, me and my caddy are walking so we can continue a conversation. Or, you know, he would say, see you talking to somebody else, would kind of spend time, like, catch that person and, and sort yeah. of drive slow as you're talking to them. So it was it was cool because I think that's one of the best parts about the walking experience, besides obviously being able to see everything, which is amazing, and, you know, being able to really take in the surroundings and all of that. But it's also the time that you get to bullshit with your buddies, right? And you're not just in a cart with one other dude and you're kind of talking to them and the other guys are talking to their buddies. And then you talk on the tee box and you talk on the greens. Like you really yeah. have a banter throughout the entire round with everybody. And I thought Tony did a really good job of facilitating that, especially knowing that, you know, it's so rare for any of those guys to, to be driving carts. Yeah. I think, you know, my caddy Matt mentioned that like he'd been caddying there for 20 years and just had his first cart round like last summer. Yep. Tony, Whoa. nine years, second cart round. Really? Yeah. Second. Interesting. So it, that, did it, it tell you like how long it's been since his last cart? Oh, God. It's probably, I mean, I didn't ask someone. I mean, but he was like, and and so, I mean, I don't know if we're ready to dive right into how amazing Tony is. But, I mean, Tony is like the mayor of uh, uh, Bandon Dune. So, literally, every single person, like, would see Tony and be like, oh, Tony in a cart. And I'm like, I know, I know. Rare, rare showing here. And I'm incredibly grateful uh, for him to be driving me around. But you can tell, like, he was like, you know, Tony's the fucking guy out there. And he's kind of driving around in a cart. And they're kind of like, what the fuck is going on here? Well, okay. So we, we, we've, we've addressed the Achilles thing. We're already talking about it. Let's, let's just dive right in. Because the three of us, all of us had caddies, um, you know, th- you know for, for every day that we were there. I, 
I was a little shocked that of our group as a whole, so we had 36 guys on the trip this year. I feel like far fewer guys had caddies every day than they have like the past couple of years. I don't know if it's just because guys have been having, you know, rough years at work, you know, Christmas bonuses aren't coming in or if they just genuinely prefer to carry their own bags. We all had caddies and I think we all had great experiences this year. I, I will say though, I, I'm excited to hear about, you know, the mayor of Bandon, uh, oh. Mark's caddy, Tony, but I, I have to briefly mention, I don't want to bury him, but this was kind of a tale of two Tonys this year that in terms of, in terms of our caddies, you know, and like, <laughs> I, I learned some very, very disappointing news about my long-time, you know, my long-time jock, which uh, was exceptionally disappointing. I, long story short, I, my caddy, who I absolutely adored, was the absolute man, had great fucking stories. You, you guys both play with my boy, you know, yep. Tony. And, um, T- Tony, or is it Tommy? Tommy, Tommy sorry, 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 sorry. Tommy. Yeah, you know, we're, was I subconsciously trying to, you know, mask his name? I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't trying to, but, uh, dude... <laughs> I find out that my longtime jock, like last year, I call him like, hey. And they're like, oh, sorry, he's not available this year. I was like, ah, shit. Okay. I, I request him again this year. Oh, sorry. Tommy's not here anymore. And I was like, oh, well, dude. He was like, he talked to me. Like he was talking about getting out of the game. Like, you know, maybe maybe he retired. Well, talking to my caddy this year, who was fantastic, by the way, Creech. You are the man. I'm excited to see you again in March. Uh, something was going on. Somebody brought up a name Tommy with a caddy. He's like, oh, yeah, dude. We had this guy named Tommy. Fucking jail, dude. He was dealing meth and heroin and all this kind of stuff. I was like, dang, that seems like something crazy enough that my Tommy would do. Oh. He's like, I don't know. I look up, I look up my caddy's like, because I know his first and last name. Immediately, news articles come up from like, you know, like Oregon News. I'm like, oh, oh, my guy is in jail. Oh, he didn't retire. Sick. <laughs> I mean, he did retire, but he did retire. Phil- he he didn't talk about he was going to not, you know, not do caddy. He was going to get into something else. Was not totally clear about what he was getting into. (laughs) Tough scene for Tommy. Anyway, I I don't want to bury the guy too much because, like, I really enjoyed my time with him. I hope he's doing well. I hope, you know, I hope hope he comes out better on the other side. But uh, on the other side of the spectrum, your boy Tony Schuster. My gosh. Go go, go on. Let let the love fest begin, Marky. I I mean, literally, like, so so I have been trying to get Tony Schuster, like, to be my caddy for years. So Andy, for context, if anyone doesn't follow Tony Schuster on Instagram, absolutely a must follow. Must follow. By the way, I didn't. When you kept on telling me you were wanted to request Tony Schuster, I don't know <laughs> where what whose ass my head has been up, but like I kept thinking like, cool, dude, I'll, I'll request Tony Schuster. I had no idea who he was until like you were like, yo, dude, he's like he got a bunch of followers on, on Instagram. He's like a few social media. And I, I look, I was like. Oh, and then I found out he's been following all of my accounts for I don't even know how long. I had no idea. I was like, oh, God, I'm an asshole. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, so Andy Andy is probably the biggest bandanista there possibly is. So Andy goes, hey, you, if you are ever, like, feeling like you're missing bandan, follow this guy, Tony Schuster. And this was probably – Five years ago. This was years ago. Honestly, I don't even remember how I originally, like, stumbled upon <laughs> – I think, as as you and your uh, and your esteemed audience probably knows, I, I tend to do a little bit of research and minor uh, amounts get deep, of recon. Get deep into the content game, just kind of see how things are going. Start sure. checking the cameras, you know, one to nine months in advance. <laughs> um, just make sure you know everything's going good out there. And so I think maybe I, I stumbled upon him as I was looking through like the Band of Dunes location tag, whatever. But I was like. God damn, this guy puts amazing oh, pictures out. Amazing. Uh, and so I've been following him for, for years. I, I literally think if you go through his pictures, I have like probably every single one since like 2017. 
And I told Mark, I was like, well, you know, I got my boy Ripper Magoo, and but you should totally get Tony. And I remember last year when uh, I decided to get a caddy, I'm like, hey, I'm going all in on a caddy the whole time. Like, I'm going to request Tony. Well, Tony wasn't available. They're like, hey, we'll get you somebody else good. I get hooked up with Matt. Unbelievable. He's been great. He's going to be my guy in perpetuity. You, You and Ripper have a really good thing going. Oh, yeah, I think Matt, he's the best. from everything I'm gathering, and Tony, again, knows everyone, knows everything. From what everything I gathered, Matt is like the hot up and coming young, like caddy. It's like every, like, he, every, he's like the mayor, he's like the commissioner of a fantasy football team, and he's hitting hole in ones in the league. And he's like, so he's like the hot new caddy. Yeah. He got the Tony stamp of approval, which oh, made yeah. me feel very good about my ongoing relationship with Great. Matt. When Mark says, not only have I scored a cart, <laughs> But I got Tony Schuster, <laughs> part-time caddy aficionado, part-time documentarian, yeah. full-time Instagram celebrity on the bag for the week. I'm like, holy shit, man. Like, you you hit the lottery. Yeah. I mean, so I, I, I mean, and I know Tony's going to be listening to this. So, I, I mean, it, it couldn't have been, like, so I told Andy after day one, and, like, I mean, we it's, it's tough. Like, you're in a cart. Like, you don't really, like, you're getting a dude with a boot. And I'm like... And he's like probably like, what the fuck am I catting? Like, what the hell is going on here? And and I cannot tell you after that first round, I literally told and he goes, How is Tony? I go, better than advertised. Like better than you could like I've seen his like Instagram stories. He seems like a great guy on Instagram. But like he and I had just had some we got fucking deep on like injuries and life and just he and like, you know, his his new amazing fiance, Hannah, like, oh my God. It, like at the end of it, like, I mean, I was like, I love this guy. And, like, we're, like, fucking boys now from now on. And I told him, and, I mean, and so here's another little tip for the listeners, is that so la- it couldn't have been a more, like, opposite side of the spectrum for me on the caddy. Because I'm seeing Andy having the, it's like, you know, the, the episode in Superbad, and like, Ski and Superbad, where, like, they're, like, making cake and, like, oh, my God, they're having so much fun and they're, like, licking that, their That's nose. what Andy said that he, when he finally got a caddy because he got, saw me and my boy Tommy just walking down the fairway, just oh, passing me cigarettes, God. like, just fucking cruising. Oh, my Swab God. golf with his cocktail in oh. hand. And, and Andy's having a great time with Ripper. <laughs> they're fucking – and then last year for me, I had – not the best caddy. I mean, I, it wasn't my cup let's of tea. Just, let's just say what it is. Uncle G sucked. Oh! <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, me and Unc did not fucking really get see eye to eye. And by the end of it, I, you know, I, I cut a G off. And, you know, it just wasn't for me. And and so, so I told Tony in day one, I go, I feel really good vibes here. Like, I, you know, and if you will have me tomorrow and for the rest of your trip, I'm your fucking. And he's like, oh, yeah. I told him the story about G, and he goes, dude, if you ever – I told – literally, G like might have ruined like a little bit of my, my trip last year, where Tony couldn't have been more of a value add, more – like it just – it was incredible. And he goes, dude, you're fucking out here once a year. You're spending all of your fucking hard-earned money coming out to a place that is a once-in-a-lifetime place, and if you don't like your caddy, ditch him. Like, and fucking I'm just – Cut his ass. Cut his ass. And I think I, I think I was like just so like it was kind of like I don't get caddies very often. And you're like, God, I don't want to like ruin like I don't want him to get like a bad rap. And I don't want to get like the next caddy to fucking spit in my claw. I, you know, it's like it's like you, you could hit me anything. But um, no, Tony was like, if you don't like your person, 
get rid of them. Get a new one. You no hard feelings. Like it doesn't like no one like it gets along with everyone. So, but Tony and I, I mean, we literally couldn't have been more like two peas in a pod. I mean, he is. He, I mean, when I say a legend, like he, like like the stories he would tell me. Like I, I mean, just epic stories. And we we should have Tony on the podcast, and he'll tell us some really good. That ones. actually is a great idea. I would if he was if he would be willing to come on this podcast. This, the Bannon stories that he could share with us would I I, I would expect that to be an all timer. I'm gonna I, I just all the stories. I'm gonna see if stories. I can get if we can get Tony on the pod. I love and that. we'll do story stories from the stories from the fucking from the grass. Um, and I mean, he's got some fucking great stories. I'm catting for Wayne Gretzky and doing all the, like, this is like the guy, like this, like the stories he's telling me about Michael Jordan. I'm just like, I'm like, I, like I, a couple of rounds, like people would just be like, walking by the cart. And like one time Fitzy, Ryan, I was like, Fitzy, get over here, get her on, on. You were just walking up perfect timing for the Michael Jordan story. And he calls him Jordan. And he's like, oh, and like it's just all these amazing stories. So he's just he couldn't he couldn't have been any freaking better. The reads he had were just in incredible. Like it was literally top notch. Like and like I think the biggest like thing I've been falling off it's like the story the uh, the photos. I mean, oh. dude, yeah, that, this, this is where I have to jump in real quick because I don't know what happened. Like usually I'm pretty good. Like you and I have played around together every year since your second year there, and I don't know what happened. This is the first time you and I haven't had a round together and nope. it couldn't have come at a worse time because I'm <laughs> looking at Tony's Instagram stories of every, you know, just documenting your guys' groups and just so much. And I'm like, and it's exactly like you were, like you were talking about where like, I felt like I was like, you know, Jonah Hill and super bad watching everybody else. And I was like, God, look, he's got a documentarian in this group. Like, fuck, I, I'm too fucked up to take any pictures. Like period. Like this guy's out here got like a professional photographer, like videographer following him around. Like, fuck, this is great. <laughs> He puts everything into like his, his like stories on the bottoms, so you can like go back to him at any time and like download the whole thing. So like oh. Mark has the whole trips. He has like a swab yeah. cup, like story on there where it's like Mark's whole trip Amazing. of like here's the match today, here's who we're playing, here's our win, here's them shaking hands at the end, here's Mark in the boot, here's boot. Mark one out of the same. Like oh, it was, if- it was very. It was very. So, cool. it, honestly, it was so well done to the point where, like, if you ever want to give Tony up, I'm not. I wouldn't hire him as a caddy. I'd be like, oh. Tony, I'm just gonna pay you four hundred dollars a day just to walk around with your phone and just document everybody playing in our group, so they can just put it on Instagram story. His, his, yeah, his his stories are incredible. If anyone wants to see this, by the way, if anyone goes to at Tony Schuster on Instagram and look up looks up Schwab Cup twenty one, you can follow me going three and zero. Uh, in my matches, that and and all the amazing and all the amazing things, and I mean, literally, like I, I I cannot say enough. I mean, we could spend the whole podcast talking about him, but I think I think Kyle, I I'm gonna I'll, I'll send him a text and see if we can get uh get him on the pod. I like that, and uh, I'll say you, you got anything else to add? Because Mark Mark gave me a yeah. beautiful transition here into uh, into the swap cup stuff. You got any other caddy stuff you want to hit on before we, we, we go on? Uh, besides the fact that uh, just shout out Ripper Magoo, love you so much. Um, I like, by the way, that like when I try was, was trying to request your caddy, I just kept on putting Ripper Magoo on the request sheet, and they're like, "We have no idea who this is." I was like, "I don't know. I just know him as Ripper. I I, 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 I don't know what else to name to tell you." This, this is actually a really good story. So he, when I meet him last year, he has a Ripper Magoo beanie on, and the next day he has like a different Ripper Magoo beanie on. So I'm like, 
my brother's calling him Ripper. We're all kind of calling him Ripper. Like, you know, you know, you know, he's Matt, but like, you know, all caddies have like fun nicknames. And we just thought he was like a big Bob Menery fan, whatever. Well, we, uh, when we request Ripper Magoo this year, uh, Kyle's like, hey, they have no idea who the fuck Ripper Magoo is. Uh, <laughs> so you, you got to, you know, figure out his last name. So I text him. I'm like, Matt, what's your last name? He texts to me. Um, I respond. We get him, we get him on the bag. First day, uh, he shows up. No River Magoo hat. We play sheep. <laughs> I shoot a smooth 89. I parred <laughs> 16, 17, and 18 at sheep to shoot 89. Like, barely breaking 90. And I, I didn't say anything about it, but I'm like, hey, you're Ripper Magoo. And, like, what happened? Next day, we play pack. He shows up in the Ripper Magoo beanie. 79. Let's fucking go. I'm like, well, Matt, the Ripper Magoo beanie cost us 10 strokes. He's like, yeah, no, I'm never not wearing that beanie again. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I'm assuming you lost your Swaf Cup match on day one of Sheep. No, no. No, no. Still won. John Boy and I came out with an epic push. Uh, I am also undefeated. And while Mark was undefeated uh, in a losing effort, uh, I was the only member of this podcast that came out uh, as a Swap Cup winner, two and zero. All right, let's let's just, let's just get this bullshit over with. Let's let's, let's talk about the Swap Cup here a little bit. So this is your you know your number two of us doing the Big Rider Cup with thirty six guys this year. We had eighteen v eighteen, three days, uh, you know, uh, four ball matches for the first two days and the individual match play. Uh, every, every match worth a point. So there's nine points in play day one, nine points in play day two. 18 points in play, day three. Marky, you go 3-0, which is great. Andy, you go 3-0, not so great. 2-0-1. No, sorry, undefeated. My apologies. Thanks uh, to John Aldean, by the way. Shout out to John Aldean. Unbelievable, gritty performance with a, just a sick birdie on 17 achieved. Absolutely carried me. Threw some, me on his You know, back some say like that's the nicest birdie ever made in the history of Sheep Ranch on the 17th hole by John Boyd. It was John Boy with putter from 60 yards under the ghost tree. (laughs) Two putt from 60 yards under the ghost tree. It was fucking unbelievable. We were we were dormy three, and we and we somehow magically pull out a push in that match. And he won a skin there too. He he should have won all the skins. I mean, that was my only birdie of the day at Sheep Ranch, and I definitely didn't get the skin. This is like, I mean, I'm sure people have heard the podcast enough, but you need to take putter from most places, like on Bandon. And here's like one of the things where I was telling, like, like I never was an all four day caddy kind of person, but Tony's like, you're in a fucking boot. Your chipping's not that good. Like, you have to putt. Like, like there were so many times where he was like. You see that guy over there? I would take a I would take a wedge out of that hand that hand so fast. <laughs> Tony like Tony like caught he's like he's like they're gonna chunk it and they would chunk and that person would chunk. Uh, not that anyone on the bus, but because uh, I know we have a couple listeners, but uh, we like Adam, I might Adam, be one of them. Adam, Adam, myself, Adam. Um, <laughs> By the I way, love- Adam absolutely listens to the podcast. Adam was a hero. Adam didn't know anybody oh. on this trip. Guy, I mean, granted, I will say this. A lot of guys coming up to me next year being that came up to me afterwards like, bro, there's yeah. no way that guy's a 16 handicap. And I kept telling him, I was like, look, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I've played golf with Adam a handful of times. 
I've never seen him break 90. Like, I mean, like, and yeah. here's the thing. He loves golf as much, if not more, than any of us. Like, Adam oh. is a golf sicko. Like, I love I, the guy. And I think I am, he just was hot. He came in very hot. No, I am wondering if he figured out, because in day one, he probably lost, like, eight strokes around the green chipping. And, like, Tony's like, fuck, dude, this give the – can you throw the putter at him? I don't know him. <laughs> and, and, and I'm sure that eventually, day two, he was like, wait. He's a decent putter, too. Yeah, if, if I'm within 15 yards of the green, like, definitely a putter. 100% a putter. I would putt sometimes from, the like, the rough. Like, and, like, I had, like, a steep – like, you have to putt. Like, it's like – I mean, you're going to have so much – you're going to have such better scores. I think – I mean, that's why I went – I think I went 3-0, too, is that – I wasn't taking wedges out. I'm not going to take a sexy little wedge out like Bernie. No. Wait, hey, <laughs> or, Alex, or Alex. Yeah, we can't all be the burn dogs. Question for you, though. So I hit way fewer putters around the greens than I feel like I have in the past. But that's because, and I am i didn't know that it was that rare. I feel really good with an 8-iron, 7-iron, 6-iron in my hand and playing bump and runs around the green. And that works great it. for me, especially when you're, you're going up slopes and stuff like that. And... The first time, so I, my, my caddy this year, who I hadn't had before, who we got on great, Creech, like on our on first round at Sheep, we're on the second par three. I think it's number five, right? The one heads right out to the coast. I miss five. short yeah. right, and I've got like a really tight, you know, obviously a tight lie straight up the hill, and then, you know, the, the pins maybe, you know, maybe what, five, six paces past. He, he takes the wedge out, and he takes the putter out. And he's like, do you feel okay with putter? And I was like, I'd honestly feel better with a seven iron. He's like, oh, you like that shot? And I was like, I do. I do like that shot. He's Is like, that rare? And, 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 well, like, I was like, I do like that shot. He goes, good. I like that too. Hands it to me. I bump around it to like two inches and tap in. We're walking the next tee. And he goes, honestly, man, like, I feel like I just never have players that have the confidence to hit that shot around these greens. Like, now that I know you like that shot, like, I won't give you anything else. And I was like, yeah, uh, like, yeah that's fine with me. And But it, I found it to be really interesting that he said that is a really uncommon play because I would think that if you don't, you know, if you're not a great lag putter, it's still a hundred times safer than hitting a wedge off those tight lines out there. I can't believe more people aren't doing that. Well, so I think, and I think part of this comes back. It was, it was funny that, cause I remember when we first started going out there, I was kind of in, in Mark's shoes where I'm like, Hey, like I'm going to like putt, bump everything, whatever. And the first year I had Matt, I remember like, one of the first holes, we had like a bluebird day. I'm like 90 yards out. There's no, there's no real trouble. It was probably a cheap. And I'm like, hey, should, so like, should I hit like, just like bump this with like an eight iron here? And he's like, well, I mean, how often do you hit like a 90 yard eight iron on the ground? And I'm like, well, like on purpose, like never. <laughs> but you know, accidentally, like you know, important caveat there, by the way. Five out, like sometimes. And he's like, yeah, man, like it's still golf, right? Like you still have to do what you're comfortable with. And I think ultimately, like growing up, like I kind of learned that bump and run shot. I think we all have played that bump and run shot for a long time with a seven iron or eight iron or pitching wedge or Mm -hmm. whatever. But I think a lot of people don't. I think they have people coming in from everywhere across the country too. And and those shots are probably less or less common. So ultimately what I think Matt told me that I thought was interesting was like, Hey, it's still golf, man. Like, you know, you don't have to like, it's not a different game. Like, yeah, there's certainly different ways that you can play it and there's more ideal ways to play it. And there's low, you know, higher percentage shots that you can hit to your point of like, 
hey, it's a much higher percentage shot than trying to hit like a nippy, you know, yeah. flop shot like my brother does, like a psychopath. Off the green. Uh, yeah. Uh, Fatty but, is a fucking psychopath, by the way. He's the total, way. total psychopath. He, but he took a wedge off uh, number, was it four? Th- uh, five at Old Mac. Five Old Mac. You sick. Did... It was a sick wedge, what? too. Like flopped it from the back of the green oh! to like three feet. Like sick. Flopped it like four feet and had it like run down the hill from the backside of the green. But I think it's all has to do with like the confidence of playing that shot before. Like if you are like, that is the right shot to play. If you know how to play that shot, if you've never hit that shot before, then you're probably better with a putter or you're better with trying to hit the wedge a couple times and fucking it up. And then saying, all right, dude, like obviously I can't do this. Like, give me the putter. I'll hit with the putter. I just realized that I think your brother has an unfair advantage because we don't get to hit shots with wedges off burnt Bermuda grass on like hard, you know, compact Fresno dirt, you know, like he does all the time. Yeah. Like he's, he's playing, he's playing off tight lies eight months out of the year. I just realized that he has a totally that's unfair true. advantage over all of us. That's true. Oh, that's true. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah I that's like, a great point. That was like a circle for us. I was like, Oh, we're going to take this one. And he just, it was incredible. I'm, why am I drawing a, a blank on the golfer who, uh, he, uh, I'll think of it. That took a, the, uh, the wedge off the, uh, off the green. In like in like the U.S. Off Open. The green. Oh, oh, Gary Woodland. Gary Woodland. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Gary Woodland. Oh my God. I was like, Gary Wood Williams doesn't sound right. Um, yeah, and like that's kind of what it felt like. I'm like, oh, we got this. And then he puts it within three feet. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, no. I mean, sorry. Yeah, I, 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 not to just. I think we went on a little bit of a tangent there, but I think that eventually. That's what this podcast all about. Yeah, I, I think I think Adam eventually. Like, I, I'm sure he probably figured it out. He's like. I, you know, not 90 yards. I don't think you have to go that crazy. But if mm. you're going to figure it out, like, I would say, like, if you're playing out here in Orange County, you're 15 yards off the green. You're going to take a little 56. Oh, you're, you know, and I'm a big fan of the eight iron little pump. I always say my eight iron little pump. Uh, but, like, if you're, like, 15 yards off abandoned, you putt that. And, like, I think eventually, like, I think I'm, I'd be very surprised if Adam kept on the strategy he was going on. Uh, and but I, it, obviously he didn't because he fucking paid out in the, like after the first round. Dude, clean. But the Swab Cup, the Swab Cup, my God! I, I mean, I just want to say just another incredible, incredible year by by yours truly. I mean, yours, yours, you, not me, you, <laughs> yours, but you, <laughs> but you. Uh, like it, just incredible job, Kyle. I, I thought it was despite my team, you know, coming up just just a taint hair short. Which, by the way, I, I didn't get to say, but. After 36 matches over three days, it was tied 18-18. We had to have the captains come together and determine what format we were going to use for a playoff the following day. And between the 18 golfers on each side playing just your net stroke play on that fourth day, it was still only eight strokes that separated the two teams. It was so tight. shout Shout out to the USGA handicap system. Apparently it works. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the strokes, I mean, unfucking believable that like there's as good of a chance as you know that ends on day two that you know it's closed out and it's a, a massacre of epic proportions as yeah. Phil called it, the Ryder Cup this year as it is that it goes tied for the second year in a row. Right. Yeah, which is also yeah. pretty interesting because like it could have been a massacre because the the bad guys, you know, Andy's team, like you guys had what. Four or five plus handicaps on your team. Yeah, we had, we had some players. Yeah, you guys had, had a bunch of great yeah. players, and you know, 
I don't know if it would have made any difference whether if we had just played with everybody's just straight handicaps around, but I decided to go put a little, you know, put a couple extra minutes in and do all of the course handicaps adjusted to each, you know, each course's, you know, course and slope rating, depending on the tee everybody was playing. And I don't know if that had an effect on keeping it as close as it was, but I feel like we kind of have to use it going forward because it just, it was so, it, it made everything so tight and so interesting that I, I loved it. I think it's 100% the right way. And the other thing that's interesting that we, I know, was maybe had some discrepancy that we should probably um, not necessarily tighten up, but just uniform across the board next year is whether we're playing full pops or we're playing off the lowest person in the group. And this was, yeah, this was a controversy between us because I, I didn't even realize that like guys would be doing it differently. But for all the people listening right here, if you're going to be doing something like this, if you have two match, especially individual match play, or it doesn't matter, any for this four balls or individual match play, if you guys have like you know say one team that's at a nine handicap and one team that's an eleven handicap. Do you play it where you get the pops on the 10 and 11 handicaps? Or do you just play where, hey, you get two pops on me, so you get your pops on the one and the two handicap? I didn't clarify, and we ended up having a situation where different groups scored it different ways, and that the pivotal match, only and on one of them, just one of them, it made a difference in how the match turned out. One team won one way, one team won the other way, and that's what ended up making an 18-18 tie at the end. It was crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, but the caddies like, what actually... Do you guys think, what do you guys think is the right way? So the caddies gave us a really good perspective on this, which like I think was kind of the, at least for me, like the definitive, like, yeah, that's the right way to do it. Because the mayor said. Is, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, and, <laughs> and Tony was kind of kind of key on, and he obviously has some gravitas when he, when he talks. <laughs> but basically saying like, hey, if you were to do it, where you get pops to your example of, of a nine versus an 11, the nine gets totally boned because he's giving up a stroke on the 10th and 11th hardest hole yeah. versus the first and second hardest hole when they're generally pretty equal players. So you want those, those strokes should be given on like the two hardest holes versus the non hardest holes. Conversely, yeah. it's the same way if it's, you know, uh, a two handicap versus a nine handicap, right? Like, that's a lot more holes that are be give, are being given to a better player on easier holes than they would be to, you know, the the hardest holes going backwards. So that made a lot of sense to me. Um, I think that's the way that we ended up kind of running with it moving forward. I think it honestly, from my perspective and like in the in the two matches that we had going in our group, we we ran it both ways because we kind of had this conversation on like, I don't know, the 11th hole. And it didn't fucking matter. Didn't matter. Yeah. Like it shifted who won like a couple holes, but it was basically like one went one way and one went the other way. So exactly. it was you know, six well, one that, way, half a dozen the other. Like, when we found out that there were people that were scoring their matches differently, like me and Reamer, who does a lot of the scoring with me, we went through every single match and tried to figure out like, yo, is the way they scored it, did it have an impact on the final result of the match? And only one out of the 36 matches the yeah. difference in scoring made a difference on one out of 36. So it's, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but it was one out of 36 in a tournament that was otherwise tied. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I mean, like it's, it's, it's it important. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, overall though, I think the Swaf cup big success. I'm not going to lie. I, I got a couple, yeah, I got a couple things I get up my chest. One, even though I'm the one that designed them and order them, the fact that I don't get one of those leather drawstring pouches uh. is still bumming me out. 
God, they, just, they turned out so clean and so nice. I'm really so – I actually have some because not all the guys got theirs before they left. <laughs> so now I have to just sit and stare at them in my office and be like, oh, fuck, dude. Well, I can just take one of those, put it in my bag. Like, damn it. I mean, both both gifts that you've given to the winner. Like, I mean, and it's like I, this is the year I was like, all right, Kyle's gonna get the freaking gift. I'm drafting Kyle, and we're gonna freaking get him a gift because he put so much damn work into this. And I mean, last year was the shoe bag, which oh, I love the shoe. God, bag. I would really want like, one of those shoe bags too. And that's the thing is like, I, shoe bag is the best because it, I mean. I love the the, the what's called the uh, Valuable the valuables bat pouch, but like you don't see that as much. Where the shoe bag, like I whip it out every time, and people are like, "Oh, what's a two thousand you know two thousand twenty you know twenty twenty Suave cup Suave cup?" And you're a champion of it. I'm like, "Oh fuck yeah, I am." <laughs> you're goddamn right, I'm a champion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tell people it's individual match play. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fun. bracketed bracketed individual match play. Yeah. I, oh. You know, it's, it's guys, and the thing is, it would be so easy for me to just order just one extra so I'd, I could just have one, but I don't no. do it because no, yeah. I gotta earn it. Because you're a man. And now, and now I'm over two in my own in, in my own tournament. Like just God. And on top of that, well, this, is my, this, is my, this is the last bone I gotta pick here. The fact that I lost to a team where the captains named their team after themselves. It just, it just, it just, it just, it hurts that much more. You know what? It, it's like, no, no. It's like, no, we're not going to find a unifying term that represents all of us as a whole. It's like, no, no. We're naming our team after the two captains. I was like, uh, I, would, I don't want to lose to those guys. I would like to say that while we did name it after ourselves, <laughs> it turned into a unifying term for the group. Yeah. Being team reefer. Uh, which I think. Reefer, reefer to, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, 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 I get it. Yeah. But unifies everyone. It would have been way better if the Dirty Birds. Honestly, both our our name and our and our low key alternate name was were both great. If, if the Dirty Birds or the Boner Killers had won, it would have been good news for everybody. <laughs> and the fact you're that Team Reefer had to win really tough just, scene for us. You're the right pony, Kyle, and, and I'm your pony, and just. Pitch on up here next and, year. I, I'm, I'm never going to be a captain of this tournament. I, I am purely a commissioner. I, I, I will never be a team captain. I want to make sure other guys, you know, all of my other long-standing, you know, you know, captains, participants in this trip like yourselves, get to be the guys choosing the team. I don't like. I have enough responsibility for this trip. I don't yeah, want anymore. The guy choosing the team. Yeah, I don't want to do it. I don't want to. I don't want to do anymore. But I, I just one of these days. I'm gonna ride somebody. Last year, I, I went three and zero, lost. This year, I actually played the best golf of my abandoned career this year. Somehow, despite the fact that my caddy gave me perfect reads, literally for four straight days, and I think I hit the hole four times. Like my putting was so fucking bad. Like I had, I had like a multi cup yank going. Well, like maybe, I don't know. My, according if if I had played with Tony, he probably would look at me like, oh, dude, you've got task. Specific dystonia, yeah. and I'd have been like, Fuck. Oh. Which, which someone in our group does have it. Uh oh, yeah. we're not gonna say a name, but uh, just uh, for everybody listening to this podcast, if you were one of the attendees of this year's trip, Tony Schuster has diagnosed you with a, and I, I, I'm serious when I say this because I, I was looking it up on WebMD, I was like, an incurable disease, <laughs> incurable causes many athletes to retire. Incredible. You literally have the specific. scientific version of the yips. You have, yeah, yeah. Somebody out there will never be able to get That's, rid of them. Honestly, if he if he watched me miss the putts the way that I was missing them, he'd probably say. But like, 
God, if I could have played, but that's it. I played so good this year. Like I shot. You, you, okay, not, you, not, not to brag. Okay. I, don't, I don't want to brag, but let's I'm just hear. very no, briefly. We want to hear it. Set, shot my all-time low at Pacific during the four balls. Shot 75, lost. Wow. Wow. You shot so, 75 and lost? I shot 75 Pacific, lost. And then shot a 77 at Old Mac, lost individual match play. I, I don't know what... I, 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 what else? Well, what but you know what though? There's part of me where it's like, hey, I feel like I played my dick off. If you lose, you lose. It's just, it's just, it's just under the brakes. Like, I, I feel like I gave it my all out there. What's that? Who put together these draws? Oh, it was you. I know. It's a tough fucking scene for me. And of course, you know, your other co-captain on individual match play literally shot the lowest score of his trip by nine strokes on the day that he played me an individual match play to win two up. I also had my uh, my lowest round ever at Pacific. Oh, that's what you're saying. Yeah. A little sub sub eighty magic. Is, I mean, that was the eighty at Pacific's no small feat. Like I felt so I good mean, walking off that golf course. I was we like, also had a fucking. That's that's the best weather that I've played Pacific in by like a hundred x. Oh, the okay, weather was. Let's, let's okay. Let's say okay. We, we we've been waiting on this one. Let's just let's just like. What did we I, do? Like, what did we do to deserve this? This is three years in a row of perfect weather in late November, early December. Like, I know me saying this year is probably very jinxy, but I feel like we said last year we got lucky again. Like, Andy, you 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 told us coming in, like you're you're our you're our resident meteorologist. Like you you called it, and I just like, what did we do to deserve this? The weather was canceled again, Kyle. I honestly feel like I need to apologize for day one at Sheep because there it was. I felt like I was like kind of damp all day. It was like a little like that was weird. the one that you felt the hottest. It was like yeah. misty. I know, and I did. I did feel that that was gonna be a that was gonna be a good day for that us. Was supposed to be a banner day out there, dude. Generally, I don't know what it is, and the 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 guys that have joined in the last like three to four years that have like my brother, for example. That have like, and all you that are like, oh man, I just to be like a really gnarly day. Like, no, you don't. No. You don't. Let's just keep riding this great weather that we've had. Tom Cowles is actually shot I know at you. You psychopath. Yeah, you psychopath. What? Yeah, it's crazy, dude. It is such a beating out there. Like those first couple years at Pacific, I remember like literally hiding in the starter shack. On the first tee at Pacific, like they're like, here's the waterproof scorecards, and I'm like, yeah. I have no caddy. Like I'm going out there by myself. Like I'm about to shoot a smooth 95 and like be so stoked about it. And like that's just what it is. We're here in November, and like you know, it's gonna be 25 mile an hour winds and like super rainy and gnarly. And we just haven't had any of that for the last several yeah. years. I mean, to complain about day one at cheap. Oh my gosh. Is like, it's no. a joke. Honestly, like, and, and here's the thing I kept on telling the guys in our, in like my group on like, when we were played, when we played cheap on our, on a round one, we basically had two, what? 15 minutes stints of some like rain. Like it, was, like it rained for like 15 minutes and it stopped. And like you, like, the three of us, We've been to enough years at Banner this time of year where we've gotten just pissed on that. Like oh. I kept looking at my cat, looking at everyone else. Like honestly, if you gave, if you guaranteed me this every day, I'd take it in a heartbeat. Like this is so oh good. Like I'm, I'm, like, in, I'm, I'm totally fine with this. This is great. I'm, I'm scared to say it out loud on the pod, but like I mean, this is the time to go. The day, I, no, no, the day hey, we go. I was, I was going to say the same thing. If you have an opportunity oh. to get invited to our trip when we go. 
it's great. Got it's it. amazing. And, and on top of it, like, here's the thing. I've got, you know, now that I've got the advanced reservations unlocked, like, I have 60 spots locked in for our date in perpetuity. So like, I'm not worried about anybody taking our spots. We've been there long enough where they've they've got our spots. Like, so for anybody else that's planning or wanting to take a trip there, um, amazing. Do it. Like, this is a great time of year to do it. The lowest rates of the year at Bannon start right around Thanksgiving. That's why we go and we go. And it's a great, I mean, shoot. Remember a couple of years ago, I, I ran into a guy who listened to this podcast, Jeff Reamer. Hope you're listening right now. Who, you know, yes. randomly heard my voice in the Pacific, you know, uh, the Pacific Grill. was like, oh, you're the golf guy. I was like, yeah, how, how do you know that? But I was like, yep. he's like, yeah, man, this is a great time of year to come. I came from Super. I was like, this is the right time of year to come. This is like, and that's the thing. Caddies have said it forever. We've said it on this podcast before. A good day when we're there is better than a good day in the middle of summertime, daylight hours withstanding. Oh, well, it's it's funny because, you know, one of our good buddies and who really introduced us to to this trip and your crew, Tyler Sternis, he, he just went in the summertime in like the peak Bandon, top of the price point, Paid 350 mega, around mega summertime place to go and said, dude, 10 times out of 10, I would rather come in the winter. Like, because the thing yep. with, the thing with the winter is like. You get the you get the sunshine days that we got this trip with like little in to no wind. That never happens in summer. Yeah, in the summer you're gonna have yeah. twenty to twenty five mile an hour winds minimum every single day. Yep. Yeah. Whereas yeah. we play that art. I mean, I was I was gonna say our day at Pacific, but really like every almost day. every day every she, we had like <laughs> yeah. no wind and and really what if you're playing we do? with no oh. wind. It's, it's it's just I, I don't, don't want to say it's unfair because and, so and but the but that's what you it just is. Have more it's fun. so fun. You just have more it's, fun. Those courses, the defense, a lot of the defense is the elements. It is the wind, and when there's no wind there, it's just so fun because you're able to oh. hit all these different types of shots and run the ball up and play this unbelievably spectacular scenery and and these amazing golf courses. And it, they're kind of defenseless to where you, you can shoot a round of seventy nine. Yeah, I'm not breaking. I'm not breaking eighty every day in like in twenty five mile hour winds. I guarantee you that right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I. I don't think I could. Like, I mean, if I look back at my rounds at Pacific, I think oh, the lowest round is like at eighty six. Yeah, it's no, usually before, before like, last year. The best round of my life, like at anywhere at Bandon Dunes, was the like I think the first year the JMO. Who our buddy who played college golf? He's still a plus one. The only time I ever played that from the tips anywhere at Bandon uh, was with him, our boy Kev Amarine, and a couple other like pretty good sticks. We played the tips at Pacific. I golfed my balls off, dude. Like I played so good, and I shot an eighty-one. I was like, I will never play better than that at this resort ever. Like that. That is the that is the peak. And again, keep in mind the tips at Pacific are sixty-six hundred yards. Oh yeah. I was like, that is no, the yeah. best golf I'll ever play in anyone. Like that, that will never be topped. And like last, it was probably ten mile an hour, fifteen mile an hour winds. Last like... year, dude... Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Last so. year playing Pacific twice and playing having taken lessons for twelve months prior to going to Bandon last year, I shot my two best rounds, which were eighty four and eighty three, in like yeah. pretty wow. similar weather. Yeah. And to, I mean, like I look down and I, uh, and this is kind of the theme of my trip. 
I doubled one from like 70 yards in the middle of the fairway. Oh, in Pacific? At Pacific. Oh, I was there. I watched. I doubled. <laughs> I doubled a lot of holes this year from 70. Bro, I and thought that, you. I thought you drove it on the green. You hit driver off one tee at Pacific from the green tees right on the mega line, and I was like, bro, this guy has got a putter in hand. And then, I mean, you in full Icarito fashion, you just airmailed the wedge. Dude, nuked it. Just and Alex and I were joking about this that there's no worse feeling than yelling at a wedge to sit at Bandon Dunes because there's oh. just nothing to stop it. <laughs> no, it's not stopping. No, so you're not, like absolutely not. Oh, please stand. You're just watching it like God. And and then once it gets on the ground, it's kind of doing the serpentine thing. And it's catching oh. all these ridges and bumps and bumps. And oh yeah, I ended up in that like thick grass behind. Yeah, that was one, a tough scene. Oh, you know what? I can still make par from here. I'll bump it. Oh. Left it there. Had to bump it again. Three putted. Just smooth six. Smooth I, six. Move I, on. I'm gonna say that. I mean, and I, again, like I'm not the best at like thinking of this, but maybe because Tony got in my head on this. But he was like, the courses are in the like the best shape I've seen them in yes. a very long time, and he goes. He goes, and, and I, it was true. I mean, the, the courses couldn't have, the course could have been in better shape. And then he goes, you, he's like, and we played Band and Dunes last, the OG. And he goes, I can't even tell you how good a shape Band and Dunes is in. He goes, Dude. it's the best I've seen it in a very long time. And so I, and so I'm again, I'm in the cart. So on 18, I run into one of the greenskeepers or the, uh, one of the groundskeepers. And I mean, again, I don't know what they like feed everyone there because they could, everyone is the nicest people ever. So this guy, I'm like, I'm like, sir, this is the course is in fantastic shape. And he goes, you know, I, I really appreciate you saying that to me. Like, I, I, you know, I, it's like, like I, we put a lot of work into this and this means a lot to us. I'm like, fuck man. Like, can I take you to dinner then? Like I want to like you, you <laughs> can I buy talk. you some scotch eggs? Like, I love this place. And he goes, no, seriously, thank you. Thank you. And I'm like, no, 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 how much more do you want me to tell you how much I love you? Because I, like, dude, it's incredible. He's like, no, thank you, thank you, thank oh. you so much. And I'm like, oh, my God, I love all of you people. I, mean, I couldn't I, agree more. I felt like every day, and I, I I, do sometimes feel like I do this every year, but, like, every day I walked off the course and said, those are the best greens on the property. And then I played the course the next day, and I said, those are the best greens on the oh. property. And it was just every single day was yeah. like, and Matt would be like, oh no, like wait till you wait till you see tomorrow, wait till you see tomorrow. And then it was like, dude, even preserve our last day. I'm like, preserve those there... greens were so minty. It was I'm, like, this, I, yeah, course, it, like on the West Coast. You know, okay, so is there any place that's in better shape than than that in in the middle of the fucking winter? So quick, quick aside here, because I feel like typically at that resort, I feel like trails usually in my opinion has like the best greens like consistently year to year like I, yep. for whatever reason it seems like trails greens are always exceptional and yep. it seems like the greens that are usually in the roughest shape are pacific and yeah. the og and i think it's partially because and I, I would love to get an answer on this maybe i should reach out to bannon and see if they have an answer for me i feel like those are the courses that get the most play not just That's because they're the original two, but I feel like they're the two most popular courses. One, Pacific's the highest rated yeah. for most publications. And then Bandon, it's the only one where, you know, it comes back at the turn. So it's a great place for people to go replay. And so I, I feel like those two courses specifically 
the greens are never quite at the same level of quality just because it's impossible, right? They just, they're just getting so much play that like you just can't do it. And I felt like it was the opposite this year. I was so oh. unbelievably impressed with how good the greens at Pacific and the best they've ever been in, just like you guys are saying. Ben, I, it was, Bannon great. was... Bannon Tip was of the proverbial the... cap to the old greenskeepers out there. Yeah, yeah. If that if that guy's listening, I mean, God, I, can't, I wish I would have got his name. Let's on buy 18. that guy some scotch eggs next year. I yeah. was like, I would reserve yeah. on us. Yes, sir. Like, come. I, I, he's like, he couldn't have been like more appreciative of the comments I was giving him. I'm like, literally, this is incredible. Like, this, what you do is like, it's incredible. And he's like, thank you, thank you so much. I'm like, oh my gosh. I, I, you would think like. I hear this all the time. No, I know, I know. I'm in. I'm doing the yeah. fucking. I'm in the sickest golf course I'm, in the world. I'm out here doing God's work. <laughs> yeah, buddy. You yeah, better believe yeah. these fucking places yeah. are unbelievable. Yeah. Do you fucking yeah, see no, where it's... I am right now? Of course it's good. <laughs> yeah. Where... I mean, it's. I, I would. I would agree, but I also feel like the in the whatever six or seven years that we've been going, the tides have almost turned. Like trails was like the like cool hot like hipster thing to say right it's like oh trails is my favorite course like yeah everyone else likes pacific and bandon and whatever like we like trails and now it's like trails is like everyone's favorite course and so not to say that it was in not good shape and, and justifiably but, like i mean it's one of the best golf courses i've ever played like oh, i get it but yeah, like it's the four original courses still, there are for the best course i've ever played period so like i mean what, what, what are you talking about here yeah no yeah, but it's I, I i don't know if it's I don't know if the play discrepancy is as big as it has been previously. Obviously, I would say Pacific gets the most play. We very rarely get replays on Pacific, but sure. in the last couple of years, we have been able to kind of get back out there. Whereas yeah. I feel like, you know, back in like 2016, like getting a replay at Pacific was impossible. unheard of. Yeah, impossible. No chance. Well, now that they got so much fucking golf, it's like people are kind of spread. And I feel like because That's- Sheep Ranch is so new, a lot of people want to go play Sheep just because they're trying to get as many rounds in while it's new. And it's like, great. Go to sheep. I'll I'll take the replay at Pacific. That sounds great to me. Not just not just that. It sounds like I mean I mean Kyle. I mean if we're gonna I don't know. It's not breaking news, but like I mean we learned so much about some of the new courses that are coming out. The par three course uh, next to trails. The was it? I always forget the name. Is something the new Pacific Dunes? So, uh, Sturtis no. told me something that he shared with you guys that I hadn't heard about. It was like another another putting course out near like the 18th. Okay, I, I hadn't heard anything about that before. So supposedly they're clearing out, which I still I don't needed to like get my bear. I didn't like look back there enough. I haven't heard that but, verified anywhere. So I mean, this is just this. Pure, okay. They pure cleared out a lot of those trees behind. Aggregators, calm down. I'm not reporting anything. You know, <laughs> Tony Tony debunked that a bit. I asked him if there was like a putting course getting put in, and he did say he's like I he's like no. He he did say no. If I remember correctly, <laughs> no. But it's like, but then again, I was sitting and I, you know, I was drinking quite heavily on in the, in the cart. When you're in a cart, bandit, like, all right, I got, I got to take advantage of this, so Love I have that. a little beer. Uh, so that is, so I, I don't think the putting course was a thing. But what he did say, I mean, for sure, is that 70 new hotel rooms are getting dropped in, and it's going to be an elevated, uh, an elevated restaurant over the. That's at Old Mac. At Old Mac. Yeah. And it like he said, it's going to be incredible. That will be sick. What he's more excited about, and again, I don't want. And to by the way, there's Sheep Ranch lodging and Sheep Ranch restaurant coming too. Yes, 
That's wow. going to be incredible. One thing that he was very stoked about, and again, I don't know because I, I'll let Tony speak for himself, but what I, I heard the extra inflection in his voice mm. was mm. the par three course. Dokito. Uh, uh, yes. Young uh, Dokito. <laughs> next to Trails. He was like, here's where the here's where the, the drink spot's going to be. Here's where I'm like, dude, we no saw some flags shit. when we were at, Yeah, they we did have flags. Through. Yep. They've had it for They're a couple like, years, I think. They're doing some shit out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's, it's that's fucking a, happening, Phil. And like I said in the uh, the debrief email that I sent to you guys, like, Bannon told me, like, hey, you know, I know we did it last year, but we may be increasing rates a little bit again next year. I mean, obviously, take, we're, we're building so much. And I was like, perfect. It's not like, that, it's not like any of us are coming. Like, take my money. That's like, fine. <laughs> take my fucking money. Well, I, I, this year was funny. I, I won a, a a work gift card thing. It was like a five hundred dollar Visa gift card, and I'm like, oh, these like online gift cards are so hard to, to like deal with. What are you gonna do with it? I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna call Bannon Dunes. I'm gonna buy a five hundred dollar Bannon Dunes gift card, and I'm gonna use. And then that's just like cash, it. right? It's basically just like free money. So when yeah, I got absolutely. there, they said, oh, Mr. Fertig, welcome to your room. Oh, and here's your uh, here's your five hundred dollar gift card. And I said, <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Oh, I'll go ahead and use that when I when I check out. In hindsight, uh, after checking out, looking at my bill, that would have covered about half the drinks that I bought over those yeah, four days. Uh, yeah, it didn't, it didn't oh, cover. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, yeah. it certainly helped. Uh, I was like, the bill was a little heftier this year than normal. I don't, I don't know about you boys, but I was like, hey, still Ooh. take my money. It's fine. It was. No regrets. I mean, you're in a cart again. In the cart, like that was one of the benefits of the cart. Again, you miss the walking and you miss the beautiful scenery. But you can fucking stack that. You're monkey. the mule. You are the mule, and you're like, I could put like like three transfusions in here, God, and they're just on lock. Absolutely I, love I that. Probably have like a nice little double transfusion always. Like I'd finish one, have another, and then we get to the round, and we get, it, it always worked out. Yeah. Oh, God. God, that's so that's good. one of the benefits of having the cart for sure. Oh man. Well, you know what? I, I will say this. As, as great as it sounds, I hope that you or I. Or Andy here. I hope none of us ever have to use a card of Bannon ever again. No, absolutely no, not. No, I don't wish that on you. From from your lips to God's ears, Kyle. It was <laughs> honestly Mark when when Mark tore his Achilles, and I got the call that night that he was like, "Hey man, like." Well, I think- and you called me before Mark talk, gave me the bad news. You're like, "Dude, I need to prepare you for what you're about to hear." I couldn't I even like, text you. Kyle. I, I couldn't even I couldn't even text you and tell you because <laughs> I wanted to see like. I was still holding out that my Achilles like magically like fucking repaired itself. So that the next day I went to the doctor. He's like, it's fixed. You fixed yourself overnight. Well, and it was, <laughs> it was funny because I called you before Mark called you. Then Mark called you to tell you. And then I, I was scared to talk to Mark about Bannon. Cause I was like, Oh my God. Like I know Mark loves Bannon more than anyone. Like I don't want to like, you know, bum him out. Like, there's no way he can go. He just fucking tore his Achilles. Like, what is this guy like? Iron Man. And then you and I talked and you're like, Oh no, Mark's coming. Like he said, he's going to just like <laughs> have a pullout bed in your room if he can't play, but we're going to try to get him a cart. And I'm like, which by the way, if, if things had broken terribly and you hadn't been able to get a cart and you still came, which I know you would have just to basically just be emotional support for your squad and just get hammered. Like, it would have not I, been nearly as fun, but like that would have been epic as well. What a what? Just I mean, like, and you would have been at the punch bowl at least. Mark was a fucking <laughs> celebrity around the resort. Like it was unbelievable how many people were like, "Holy shit, dude! I saw you on Tony's Instagram. You're the guy with the boot." Like, dude, that's fucking awesome. And like, it 
It it was fucking awesome. It, it was, was fucking, fucking awesome. awesome. I agree. That's like, <laughs> the, the, that's like yeah. the main thing to get across is like, holy shit, dude, you had like not like a small surgery, like not like, like oh yeah, like I, you know, I, I had, ruptured. I my Achilles imploded, yeah, I had like dude. A full on my ass that I had removed. Like no, this is like a serious. My major foot is practically like, severed from my leg, dude. It, it was it was fucking sick, man. And it was, like the fact that the fact that you made it out there and like supported your team in a losing effort. Uh, <laughs> it was, was it was. I will, very I will say this: I, cool. I I I meant I, I brought a gift for a trip MVP, and then promptly got way too fucked up every night to remember to bring it to there. But like, <laughs> I feel like there's no possible way that you worth a trip MVP. I mean, I, I do have to say, even in a losing effort, you know, like in a, from a swap cup or so, like I just. To gut it out the way that you did, Marky, I just, I'm just so goddamn proud of you. Just, Dude, uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was very, very if, sick. If you have a chance to make, if it you advanced, didn't already have a swab duffel bag, which I know you do, you would have gotten another one. If you have a chance to make it to Bandit Dunes, I don't give a shit if it's your first time, if it's your seventh time, you go, yeah, you just go. go. And one of the stories that Tony put up during the trip, he was like, he goes, torn Achilles. Like those boots are not meant for walking or for golf, but when you have a band dune seat time, you don't turn it down. And it couldn't have been more true. Like if you have a chance to go to band dunes, you just go, you make it work and you go, Hey, you know what? Even if you don't play golf, I was like, that was a very real possibility for me. I'm like, all right, you know what? That's fine. I don't care. I don't like, I enjoyed like, and like, I didn't have any, I had one replay all, all trip. Uh, and that was trails. Cause I had, I had to go out there. It's my yeah. second favorite course. I mean, I have to Tra- trails is a part of the normal four rounds next year, so we don't have to worry about that. For, yeah, you know, we, we're, we're, this is too. a one-time thing. I promise. I hope I hope Meatloaf's part of the four. <laughs> we, I say, I, that's the last. Okay, I, I have to admit, like I, I'm a terrible person. I have to get going here pretty soon to go put my my, my, my toddler to bed. But I forgot. It's actually on me. I forgot to request Grandma's sleep loaf as one of our. Don't I, worry. Just, I just assumed that since we I had a dinner at McKee's, I figured, well, they're not going to not serve meatloaf. At like yeah, a McKee's banquet dinner, and then they didn't, and I was beside myself. Literally, literally, I was going to go out there. So for context, if I couldn't have played golf, which is a very real possibility until about two, three weeks, to probably two weeks before golf, uh, before Bannon, I was just going to go out there. I have a shirt I was going to prep up that said, I'm just here for the meatloaf. <laughs> and, it was, and if anyone, like, if you're still listening now, an hour and 30 Bandon minutes. Bannon marketing and, team. Get I on it. Not, Honestly, I you know what? Not, no, 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 actually, no. Band and Market Team, don't listen. This could be a Suave Golf exclusive. What am I talking yeah. about? I was going to make a shirt that said, I'm just here for the meatloaf. And if, I mean, I did have the meatloaf. My meatloaf consumption this trip was at an all-time low. All-time low. Same. Uh, I, I, I had it once, and admittedly, I don't know if you guys like, Oh, mine didn't have any crispy onions on it. I was a little what? like. No, mine was great. Mine came with no crispy onions, and I was like, it's still delicious, but I need my onions. Oh, my I, God. I, no, like. Mine, they actually split up this year, which, like, it made it easier for me to justify eating all of it. Because I'm like, oh, no, I'm eating two little pieces of meatloaf. And, no, I, I ate all of it. Oh, no, but we ate it all. That's okay. It was right. it was still that much. But, no, so I was like, you know, I, I have to still go. I still absolutely have to go. Um, And, you know, I couldn't have been happier. And even if you don't go to play golf, and that just speaks to how great this fucking place is and how magical it is. It's- I had... So I didn't play, like I said, I didn't play any replays other than the one trails round. And the like after everyone finished uh, Bandon, I just sat on the seat and just enjoyed the beautiful view and watched all the boys come in, 
hear, heard about the round. I was enjoying a cigar. I had a old fashioned. We had the incredible wait staff that would come out and be like, hey, do you guys, any, do you guys want anything else? And we're like, oh my God, yes, I'd love an old fashioned. And we're there the whole time. Like, even if you don't golf, that speaks how great it is. Yeah. So, I, you know, so I spoke to someone recently that was like, I heard like, oh, I, I heard Bannon's not like, as I have like a bougie friend, and I don't know if it's like bougie enough for him. And I go, well, one, fuck him. So we probably should. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this guy sounds like <laughs> non-friend material. Yeah, that guy sucks. yeah, that guy sucks, and he's out of band. <laughs> he shouldn't, he shouldn't go there. But two, like, <laughs> it's an incredible place, and it's like it, it, like everything is top class, like in, yeah. in the Dude, right way. And and that's is like, and, and the, because I have to get going, I, I, I had to get this out of the way before we finish because I know you guys are going to second me on this, like. And it, you mentioned it. It's kind of the same thing with the the greenskeeper that you were talking to. Like, I don't know how the customer service somehow keeps getting better every year, but they take such amazing care of us and all the guests. And like, normally when you are going to a place like Bannon, where the pool of employees that they can draw from in a rural community like that is pretty limited, usually. It yeah. means that it's like, you know, hey, you're going to have some people that are a little rough around the edges because there's just a limited, you know, pool yeah. of potential employees to draw from. And it is so completely not applicable to Bannon. Like, despite, you know, being in a rural town in coastal Oregon, there was not a single member of that staff that I've ever encountered that yeah. wasn't completely amazing and took great care of us. Like, they, they Bannon, on top of the amazing golf needs to be commended for how fantastic their customer service is. They're, they're, no, they're, they're the best. A hundred percent. I think that, and I think that a lot of the people that we talked to, like, as we thanked them for that, they were like, Hey man, like, thank you guys for coming out here. Right? Like we know it's not easy to get here and it means a lot for us, for you guys to be, you know, at, at, like in not so many words, pumping money into the economy here in, in our kind of small, small town in coastal Oregon. Yeah. And for for me, like I love it. I, yeah. I I I couldn't like I couldn't love spending money in a place more yeah, right. than where people really appreciate it, where I have an unbelievable time, where I'm treated better than I could ever imagine. And I know we we kind of end this podcast every year being like, holy shit, you guys should go to Bandon, but like. Holy shit, you guys should go to Bandon. It's yeah. fucking But that's amazing. a testament, right? Like, we go in with sky-high expectations, and they get oh. met or exceeded every year. Like, that. that Eat is it. mega impressive. I mean, the fact that we've gone a one hour and 36 minutes and has <laughs> haven't said the word shoe yet, God. I mean, it was shoe's 80th birthday. And, like, and now I feel Epic. like I'm kind of, like, I mean, and. I feel like I'm, you're like in like invested so much in like yeah. the, like you see people there Dude. you've seen now for seven years. Burr the Burr, the bus driver shoe. I mean shoe like welcomes you and I was like happy 80th birthday shoe. He goes my God thank you for like you know like saying that like I just love that and I'm like I, I love you man like you're great. I took as I, I took less pictures this year than I've ever taken in the past despite how beautiful it was. I was just so. I was just living in the moment. Like I never even like reached for my phone at any point during any of the rounds. I was having such an amazing time just enjoying like the camaraderie and, you know, the company of my friends, the beautiful weather. I never checked Twitter to see like, were, were yeah. we getting tens on the shoe scale? Like, did you guys check to see what rating he was giving our days there? So I think, I think shoe gave us a solid bet. So he was off like three of the, I think Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Oh, okay. Um, 
but we saw him. The guy deserves three day weekends. Good for him. Wednesday, yeah, I think he like takes yeah. some of that time off. But we always see him like as we're leaving. I think we were getting like solid nines every day. What? what? I think our first day was like a seven point five great. at sheet, which was silly. I'll happily take it. It's great. And then nines across the board. And now what's so funny is like this week. It's like raining all week. <laughs> I know. Was I? Did was it you guys? Somebody said it like this. Like somebody sent me the screenshot of the weather in Ben, and I was like, oh. And then like I looked at it like the day before, and I was like, oh, like oh, oh. let's just stay our weekend. We'll just we'll just keep going the same time we're going. That, that's fine by me. Um, you guys. Well, one one last thing. Yeah, one last thing. I know you. I, I know you won't. You won't plug it because you're just such a fucking gem of a human. But uh, so. So Uncle, I'll never forget something. At Uncle Squeege, Uncle Squeege, God, legend. By, by the, the way, way. Drunkle, big, big, Drunkle. nice, yeah, big, nice <laughs> first, uh, first appearance. Drunk, Unreal. Drunk, Drunkle J, Uncle Squeege, the legend. Drunkle Squeege. Yeah, Drunkle Squeege. I was a huge fan of like I, 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 yeah, he was great. He took us on Uncle J's uh, wine tour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he said something to me in the bus. And back to ratings, he goes, he goes, you know what, man? Like, I have met a lot of people in my life. I've met a ton of people in my life. And I can say that every person that I've met on this trip has been a fucking great guy. And he's like, I haven't met an asshole yet. And I go, well, you haven't met Reamer. But I go, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point. He goes, I haven't met an asshole yet. And he goes, dude, one in four guys I meet is an asshole. But the fact that 36 guys this trip I haven't met one asshole. Like, what does that fucking say about Kyle? Like, what does that say about the fucking group that Kyle says? So if there isn't a... I want to be on a commercial for Suave Golf and just say, like, if you want a fucking great time, great vibes, great people, great grass, you name it, like, this is it. This is the freaking group. Like, Uncle Squeege certified. And and not to mention the merch. If you're still Ah. listening at this point and you don't have Suave Golf merch... Buy the fucking Suave Golf merch. It's so dope. I've gotten nothing but compliments on my crew neck sweater and my dope ass Link Soul Polo. We've got another wholesale order in the uh, in in the uh, the kiln right now that's getting going to be fulfilled pretty soon. So we're gonna have some some fresh merch. And guys, thank you very much. Like, I, and that's things like what is so amazing about this trip. I said in the debrief email that I sent out to all you guys, like Bannon obviously does up most of the heavy lifting, but like I have no idea how we ended up getting so lucky with so many great guys in this trip. Like, and, and that's what's crazy is like. This thing started out as like eight of us, and it's only because those guys were like, "All right, I get what this place is all about." Like, I have a couple buddies that I think would be a perfect fit and would love this, like would appreciate it as much as we do. They invite those guys. They come. They have they have a great time. They get along good with everybody. And like, actually, I have another buddy that would be perfect for this. And like, it's just been such a such a beautiful coincidence of like, dude, it's like you know, it's crazy. Like, I consider the two of you guys, even though we live, I don't know how many hundreds of miles apart, and we see each other what maximum of twice maybe three times a year tops and yet like you guys are like two of like my like my favorite humans two of my what i consider to be two of like my favorite golfing buddies even though we look at to see each other in person a couple times a year and i only met you guys because our boy ty sternis after he went to bannon the first time was like i got two dudes that are really fucking (laughs) like this and you guys came up and are like oh these dudes are vibes let's go and it's just like grown and then you guys have brought buddies that have been awesome that everybody's and it's just and that's it's happened so organically uh, it, that, I think that is the main reason why this trip is as successful as it is. And by the way, you told me that I'm too good for this. I'm not too good. I'm going to plug, 
I'm going back in March, and I still have 11 spots left. So if anybody, there's a lot of the same guys that go on this trip are coming back in March. We're going after daylight savings. So we're actually going to have daylight until like 7.45, 8 o'clock every day. It's only a couple hundred bucks extra because, you know, obviously Bannon, you know, changes their pricing every month. But if anybody wants to enjoy something similar to what we've been talking about for the last uh, hour plus, SwapGolf.com. Ladies and gentlemen, that's that, that's all. Okay, my plug plug over. I'm sorry. Right. Okay. And, and one more, and I know there's no free ads, but I got one free ad. Please. Uh, hot drops. If you like spicy, nice, delicious drops. Oh, some hot so sauces. I had a uh, I had a business meeting with the hot drop CEO yesterday at a at a local delicatessen here in Santa oh. Rosa, California, and we currently are exploring um, uh, a collaboration between Suave Golf where we can actually yes. have. Uh, we're trying to find alternatives to the glass hot drops bottles to basically make it so you can have golf hot sauce, golf hot drops in your bag that don't weigh anything. So whenever you get wow. to the turn and there's, you know, an item that maybe needs a little bit of extra, pal, you know, extra pop, an extra yeet of flavor, you've got the golf hot drops ready to go in the bag without weighing. So we're, we're working on something. So hotdropsauce.com. Check it out if you really like good homemade boutique hot sauce. You know what? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's an ad I will I will pump every single time. In fact, I may even go back. I haven't recorded the pre-roll for this podcast yet. I may I may have this episode co-sponsored by Hot Drops as well. We, we, oh, might, just, we might have to put it in there as well. Yeah, hit, hit, hit whiting up for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah, get it over your next Great place to spend some money. All right, on that note, gentlemen, I fucking love you guys so much. I, I, I You know what? I don't even care that I'm going to get reprimanded my wife. She has, to, she has to go to work for a graveyard shift in three hours. She's trying to put a, a toddler to sleep, and it's like, I'm sorry, I had to talk about banning with the boys. I, I don't know what else to tell you. It just had to be done. He's <laughs> uh, uh, the jolly good fellow, as always, Kyle. We certainly appreciate all the work that you do and, and allowing us to come on here with you. Uh, it's always a great time, and can't wait for the next one. I say, I I don't know when I'm going to see you boys next. Maybe maybe sometime in the spring. I don't know. Like, Yeah. I Hopefully, you know, I know I had to skip a year, but hopefully, assuming things you. happen, you know, hopefully I didn't get my spot taken in the first weekend of May. I'm just going to throw my, you know, say that I really hope that I didn't get bounced, but, you know. No. I, no. But, but I, 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 no, I was here. I, I understand. So, if that being the case, love you guys. You guys crushed it as always here. Marky, Das Boot, crushed it. Andy, the weatherman, crushed it. Guys, cheers to you. 